Well, from the looks of you, you need to organize that closet a little bit. <laughs> That's Tammy's office. I'll let her know that you said that. Okay. I think it looks great. Bocked, a weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. This is episode 25 entitled, We Are Always Wrong. Welcome to episode 25. Hello, Bockers and Bocker Nation. Greg, we have you back. Welcome back. I'm back. Good to be back, boys. Yeah. Good to see you. Glad you got your shit in order. We're happy to have you back. Jack, welcome to the podcast. Is it football season yet? It is for you and the rest of us. <laughs> Still have a meaningful couple of games to play, but for Greg, it was football season in fucking week five, I think. Oh, yeah. boy. And I think that was the first time he threw the towel in, if I remember correctly. So Yeah, yeah. I wasn't uh, taking it to the limit like you were, Tim. Yeah, <laughs> would that I were so good as you. <laughs> would that you were. Don't start talking like Shakespeare just to make everyone think you're fucking smarter than me. <laughs> would that you were. And Joe, Joe, it's good to see you actually downstairs at my house. <laughs> I was gonna say it's been a while. Tim has Joe locked in his basement as we speak. <laughs> That's, believe me, for the safety of all humanity, that is a good place. Here we are. We do have the results from this week's Game 3s. And i got to say, both of them were snoozers. Both of them probably did not leave Jack or Joe feeling well. We had Omission Commission winning the third and final game of that series against the Jack's Wax Packs. They won 46.9 to 40.15. This moves Jacks to the consolation game. Lethal Injection crushes Rudin Metal 51.65 to 41.85. Obliterating, yes, uh, Rudin Metal. And so this means that we now have our World Series matchup. We have the Omission Commission and Lethal Injection. And I think this is where Greg talks about his preseason prediction of Joe winning it all. Is that, did you want to remind the the, uh, folks about that? I mean, I got a lot closer (laughs) with my prediction than of you idiots uh, that's for sure <laughs> who could have seen uh, little theo epstein coming out of the woodwork you know i don't think any of us did i i really and in fact i don't really think the real tanner boyle even himself thought he was going <laughs> to be in the world series that's true that's true so this sets up uh you know i i don't know the last time i gave one shit about you know the, the runner-up consolation bitch game, whatever you want to call it. We take a look at this with Jack's Wax Packs and Bird Metal. We get the matchup that we thought was going to happen. One of these guys will actually get some winnings, and one of these guys will 
be in what I believe is the shittiest spot in all of Juicelessdom, which is the four spot. So you have shitty picks both in pitching staff and the player pick, and you don't get any money. Although I think, Jax, you've hedged that a little bit because you have Greg's pick, which means you actually are, are pretty good there. Um, so really for Joe, that would hurt a little more. Greg, what do you think? You, who, who do you think is going to win that game or that series? Well, it depends. It depends. As you guys know, I predicted Joe to win it all. But that didn't happen. Now it depends. Are they? Are you guys going to soft play this consolation game? Now, when you say depends, are you talking about the age of Jack's team? <laughs> oh, ouch! Oh, boy, boy, look how look how the losers go at each other. Like two, <laughs> like two of Mike Vick's old pit bulls that uh, you know couldn't no, make the main neither, event. Neither one of us is going to soft play it. Well, yeah, it seems like uh, you know, listeners, you can't see Jack, but he seems to have some sort of psychological break. Because he's fully embraced the uh, loserdom because he's wearing, he's clad in Philadelphia Eagle attire from head to toe. As soon as we, lo- we lose, uh, we move on. So, yes, I, I have, uh, the one thing I've learned in fantasy is to, uh, to latch onto the positives and completely dismiss the negatives as if they never existed. It was a fun season. It was a, uh, it was a hell of a run. I know I got to put a lineup in against Joe for third place. It does matter. Fourth place is not desirable. Like Tim said, you're right there in the middle as far as picks go. You're now in the tougher division, which is an additional fourth used to suck before. Now it sucks worse. Uh, and as he said, you, you know, you're going home with your pockets bare. So I, obviously I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try to beat Joe. It's always fun to, to match up against him. I just thought it was going to be for a little bit more kitty this time kind of sucks to be in this position but you know it is what it is you, you got to give credit to mike and to scotty for doing what they did and now we've got another series that we have to pay attention to but it's it doesn't it's not as exciting as it would have been had it been for all the marbles joe sounds like susan lucci at the emmy award having lost yet another time and uh, being very politically <laughs> correct <laughs> i hold the record for being beaten by a benigno in this league well damn <laughs> with that then i'm gonna have to go with jack in the consolation game joe's already thrown in the towel and, and thank you for not cursing me i appreciate that jack should be really upset by now i don't curse anybody you guys curse each other <laughs> well you bad my own curse that i carry around with me so in the big game in the game that for really all the marbles we have a mission commission and lethal injection so you know what do you think you think the skinny jonah hill and his team the omission commission <laughs> is going to actually walk away with the trophy or is mikey's team going to continue its torrid run and just lay waste to a team that frankly none of us gave any respect respect to even when he was 14 and four again it's the championship they both made it they but they deserve it it's awesome you got paul de jong eddie rosario wilmer flores in the championship i mean these are not the guys that i thought were <laughs> going to be playing for all. no offense to either of them again uh you know his team was better than mine interesting path um uh, you know i personally i'm going um well <laughs> I guess, who the fuck cares at this point? Not, I don't know what the fuck we're talking this about. This podcast is all about the four of us. and <laughs> None of us are involved anymore. We don't even care who wins this next game. No, I mean, uh, who cares who we, what we think? Because it's going to be fucking wrong. <laughs> I was just about to say, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Mike because of the Indians. They, they've been able to maintain it. They've done uh, uh, what the Dodgers had done pretty much all year. And, uh, and they're continuing to do it. My Dodgers shut the fuck down on me this week. It was uh, an odd one to go from being undefeated multiple times this season in a week.
week to, to uh, I think they were one in five, one in six this week, but the Indians continue to do it. He got 12 and change. And some of these guys I don't even know the fuck they are. So I, it's, it's a tough, <laughs> it's a tough fucking series to judge. It, it could go either way. Uh, I'm going with the experience at the, uh, Mikey, the Greek making the right calls. I'm going with Mikey, the Greek too. And I, and one of the reasons is going back and taking a look at the scores had Joe lost one more game in the regular season or had Scotty scored more points than Joe, which I think they were within a half a dozen, if I'm not mistaken, then at that point it would have been shuffled. Joe would have scored more in the three-game series. He would have won two of the three games against Jack. He would have actually won this game by .1 points, and Joe would have been going to the World Series. You know, Mikey had the tougher road on the end there, and Mikey's going to carry it through, and I do think the consistency in the pitching is going to make a big difference there. Scotty, I love you, but how do you beat a team like that that keeps throwing up just gigantic points? Well, just based on your analysis, Tim, I'm going to go with Scotty Davis Jr. because your deep, thoughtful analysis has gotten you, and not that my analysis got us anywhere either, but it's gotten you nowhere. So uh, just to be the contrarian, because you know, I heard last week that I, you know, the definition of being uh, unwilling to commit was sudden, suddenly uh, Greg-like. Uh, I'm going to be very decisive and say that uh, Muggsy Hill is going to take it. <laughs> I'm not sure what I think at this point because you know I, I've I've accused Mikey's team of being up and down. That's my knock against him all season, and yet he just kicked my ass. <laughs> we're up and um, down on your ass. And he, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And uh, so we have Scotty's team. Who my my knock against him was the Cardinals pitching staff. And yet his was the team that concerned me quite a bit going into the playoffs. Remember, I made the statement that I wanted to play Mikey rather than Jack at the, in this first series. So I think, you know, Mikey is, appears to be the stronger team. However, I think Scotty has the mojo. So I'm going with Scotty in this one. It's a, a, a group of guys you could really see it going either way and and this season more so than 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 ever that seems to be the case the the reason um again pitching i i i like mike with the indians although the cardinals have been solid um he just hasn't used them each week the one thing though is uh, again we you know we joke mikey the greek mikey uh has made the right calls his team scored a little bit more you know over the last few weeks or the playoffs and it's because he's made the right call scott has had the ability to have outscored mikey with the guys on his bench and almost every week he's got somebody on his bench uh with with fives and you know while somebody in his lineup is is uh is a little lower so just the the ability to make that call again i i think gives mikey a little bit of an edge as well well there you have it so we're evenly split, we're evenly split. We're e- I'm yep. sorry, no Tim. no that's uh, absolutely we're evenly split i agree with you greg we are absolutely assured of 50 percent correctness on this podcast so <laughs> i think ty goes to the runner so that means we have accurately predicted the winner no matter what that is correct yes that is true <laughs> uh yeah get it right well, I, I think this calls for a league-wide 
poll going into the champion and going into the, the series, we should poll the rest of the guys in the league. And, and I'll probably throw out the starting lineups to the pseudo scout, Justin, and see what he thinks. So next week we can uh, try to you know have our expert quote unquote opinions here on the podcast, but then see what the, uh, the rest of the team thinks and an objective outsider thinks. If you think we're disinterested, anyone that's not in the World Series is really not going to be clicking a poll. That's uh, it's just, but I don't. People, it's no wonder people are clamoring to listen to this. We're here we are saying we're we're the host of the show and we're disinterested <laughs> in our topic. <laughs> It's like CBS. Oh. Well, Bockers, let's uh, go ahead and pause here, refresh our drinks, and come back for a little more talk about baseball in general. Some of the more interesting conversations we've had have been about these non-existent rules or, or unwritten rules situations. And um, I thought of something this week and, um, <clears throat> and I don't even know if it's, if it's allowed, honestly, um, or if anyone's even done it. Um, and then logically I was like, well, why the fuck wouldn't I do it? If I'm, a, you know, and then I thought about ramifications outside of my situation and I decided not to pursue it, um, but I at least wanted to bring it up and see what you thought. This is, um, sounds like a fascinating time. I mean, honestly, I'm intrigued. I don't think it is. Should I do it? I don't know if I should do it. Why has anybody so else done I'm it? done, but... right? I, I'm, uh, as of this afternoon, earlier today, I, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to win or yesterday, you know what I mean? You couldn't say I wasn't going to win because I had a chance, but, and I was considering dropping the Cubs and Boston and picking up two, not rookies, because we have a rule, but two young guys that would value me next year or, you know, possibly in the future, they're young enough. You know what I mean? They're 23, 24 year old guys, but legal because they're not rookies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, a it's manipulative but towards next season. And B I thought then, the, you know, Scotty could pick up one of those right. staffs and use it. Are we recording this? We should be recording this. This oh, is yeah. fascinating. I guess I should have waited. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know if it was important, if it was fascinating. No, yeah, enough to, we are. Right? We, yeah, I got it. Oh. I got it. I got it. Okay, sorry. The, you know, so I considered both situations and decided not to even pursue the question, but I wanted to bring it up now just so we can kind of talk about it and see what everyone's you know thoughts are on it. Well, you could and certainly it, wait till the, till the final period of the World Series is begun and then do it. I mean, you sure you run the risk of somebody else picking up those players that you've targeted, but you could drop the Cubs in the Sox. You know, once the final week of Scott and Mikey's game is going on, and then it will be too late for them to pick up either of those staffs, but before the season officially ends. Yeah, that's an, but that's an interesting one, though. I, I agree with you. Like, to drop a pitching staff that has value, that's that would be weird. Right. But, you and, know, and, Greg and, is right. And on both he runs sides. the risk of somebody else picking that player up. Right. That's the only that's the only thing that doesn't seem fair to the person that's thinking about that move. I, I get the gentlemanly thing to do is not drop that pitching staff. Right. Is it Jason Worth? It is not Jason Worth. But like nobody does it. Why why wouldn't everybody do that in the last week yeah, of the that's season true. that wasn't yeah. gonna make the playoffs? It just gives you an opportunity to snatch an extra guy. 
I picked up a guy after I was eliminated, but I dropped a player to pick up. A oh, player. but yeah, but it didn't involve pitching staffs, right? No. Uh-uh. And I'm still playing, so technically, yeah. like I said, I couldn't be stopped from from making a pickup if I wanted to. But I'm just being honest about it. It wouldn't. I wouldn't be somebody I was planning on using against Joe. It's a twenty something year old guy that has more than 130 at bats, which is technically a legal pickup. And 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 then comes in the extra loop, which is I have three stats. So I've already sacrificed a player spot for a staff. So would it be okay to do it once, but dickish to do it twice? Uh, <laughs> that makes sense? I, I don't, yeah, I don't know how you would. That's weird. And this goes back to the whole thing I was preaching the whole time, which is what's best for the lead. My final, I decided internally that it would just be better to not do anything. You but know, again, but, Jack, you do have a little risk. But again, if you waited until the third scoring period for Scott and right. Mike has begun, you could right. do all that. And, right. right? Then, then the part where somebody else could be affected goes away. But right. then it's still a dick move. Like, is it? I don't think so. I think it's a smart move at that point. I mean, you know, what the hell? We all. Why, you know, why don't why? we all do that then? Uh, I don't What's think that? that's a you do it. Why didn't Greg do it at the end of the season? Because I didn't think to do it, though, okay. frankly. Has nobody just thought of it? And oh, I just no, we, I, why, no, we've been in this league for how long? And I've never seen anybody do that. I can't remember right. anybody doing it. No, but I either. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think it's um, anything. I think it's innovative. I mean, you know. Yeah. I to me, what's interesting about it, and what I haven't worked through, is because then you're doing it. It's not going to affect anybody. Essentially, what you're doing is you're just picking up someone after you've that has had at least 150 major league at bats at the point of when the trading deadline hit. So what that means is you could have picked that person up at any time. Right. Right. The only thing that's unique is to, is to go into the off season without any pitching staffs on your roster because normally the commissioner, you know, uh, kicks them off well, the roster pre-draft. Well, but I don't think there's right. anything wrong with what you're suggesting. Well, we would probably have to have at least you have one. Maybe, I guess. I don't that's what I was going to say. I have, I have yeah, three yeah. right now, so Seems I'm talking about getting rid me. of two of the three, which some people already do. Yeah, that Tim already has that situation. Tim did not have two staffs, correct? Correct. You finished the season with one staff. So if I drop two, I would still have one staff. Correct. Because I, yeah, I would have, I wouldn't, it's funny, I would have never thought of dropping that final staff and picking someone up, but there's no rule about that. Right. That became yeah. the second thought, right, is, right, can you just purge your team and grab an extra guy and if if so then everybody should do it from now right, on everybody should do it and you'll be the first person to do it you'll be everyone be like wow that's smart and then starting <laughs> henceforth next year we'll all do it that'll well and it'll change strategy because right. teams with two pitching staffs like you know i only had carried one all year but team like tim who got eliminated mathematically eliminated and had two staffs or me if i had two staffs we'd drop that one staff and use it to stash a player that's smart i think I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Unless Tim wants to make some commissioner's <laughs> ruling that, you know. It, it almost seems like, you know, Jack do, Jack doing that is a sacrifice, and, and he's possibly hurting his own team. Uh, that That's not fair either. This is, goes back to our unwritten rule, year-long conversation of Jack. said, so there's no rule against it. I'm doing it. Right. Um, I'm dropping the Cubs in the Sox today. Uh, I mean, I don't think that's against the rules. I can see why Jack would have a sense of things to do and how it might impact Scott and uh, Mikey, and that's noble, but it's certainly not against the rules. I'm going to do what I think is best for the league and and not do anything. However, now that it's been thought of and brought up, maybe, again, mm-hmm. maybe something else that we should address one way or the other and, and make it so that 
everybody's either aware of it or whatever. I'm just, I'm really starting to understand what the implications are on this because in reality, I don't want to restrict someone from doing something like that. But on the other hand, you could materially impact the World Series. And we're talking, you know, thousands of dollars. Only because Scott's an idiot and hasn't gotten a staff yet. That's the only reason. Otherwise, normally two teams that are in the World Series have two phenomenal staffs. Just Scott hasn't done that. He's really suffering as a result of it. What you've done is you've just created a market and they could bid against that pitching staff. Now, Mikey, he wouldn't, but maybe Mikey would bid to keep that staff away. They know they're going to get... One of them's getting the money anyway. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, you kind of create this market and it's a market that essentially the only only person that purely benefits from it is the is the third place winner because it just keeps pumping up what the pull is at that uh, 15 percent share. I have a good suggestion for this, Tim, as a commissioner. And this is I'm not kidding. Like you you have some authority to make decisions. Right. And and Jack is clearly operating in the I'm, I'm not kidding. The best interest of the league. Why do you have to keep saying you're not kidding? Because Jack has a smile on his face like I'm about to deliver a one liner. <laughs> No, but it's okay. So sorry. What I was going to say was I would support your authority as commissioner saying, hey, listen, since Jack's operating with the best interest of the league and heart, I'm going to uh, authorize Jack to let me know those players' names this one time because this is a new uh, Jack thought of something very interesting. Everyone's going to want to do it. It's for the good of the league. He, he's well within his rights to do it right now, but he's not going to because he thinks it would interfere with competition. So, you know, Jack discreetly or even publicly tell you who those players are, and then you they're on some sort of restricted list for being picked up until after so after the start of the third scoring period. I'm not kidding. See, that's why. So I here's what I hear: Jack can either discreetly or publicly tell you. Oh, however, <laughs> however, yeah, whatever. I, you know, what um, I'm saying is uh, that's that's just smacks of cronyism. Like, well, because we're tighten on this podcast he can somehow get a beneficial ruling from the commissioner where no, quite the contrary you're you're no you're the commissioner he could do it right now he's he he's, has the there's I, no rule against him doing it there, right now there is you're not both acting in the interest you're, you're not acting in jack's interest per se you're and you're not advantaging i mean the only two players right now who that matter are scott and mikey and you're not giving advantage or disadvantage to one of those by what you're doing. It doesn't hurt the two guys who are still actively playing. I mean, Joe and Jack are, but it's meaningless. <laughs> but but you're you're making a decision that's in the best interest of the league and is fair to Jack, who's also acting in, a, I believe, a selfless way. No, I'm not going to do that. But I, I'd be interested to talk it through because, uh, which we're doing, but there's no rule that says you can't. It just... In this case, since Mikey has a staff, he's probably going to keep. Oh, would I be pissed if I was Mikey and and, and Scott picked up the fucking Cubs or the Sox and right. beat me? Right. That would right. that would piss me off. Right. I can't imagine who Jack wants to pick up. What's interesting is I actually thought once the trading deadline and pickup deadline hit, that no player could be picked up unless there was an injury. I checked with the arbiter of all that is seen and unseen. 
And at the time, and he said, no, you can pick up a player as long as they have 150 major league bats at the time. At this case, it was August 2nd uh, through August 2nd. You can actually pick them up. And we and, and the league did, you know, and I think, Greg, you had you had made some some shrewd uh, pickups that way. I'm I picked not up Beckham I, just yeah. because he got super hot after he got traded and I yeah. took a flyer. What, what's interesting is, is that we're not saying that Jack can't drop a, a different player and pick them up. It specifically mm-hmm. has to do with pitching staffs, but given that it's 20% of the scoring and given where Scotty's been with pitching staff, that is a material consideration. And, and if Jack hadn't said anything and he just dropped it, I don't know that I wouldn't have stepped in as a commissioner, or at least paused it because that is a potential series moving type move. Well, technically just to, to clarify and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong and or call Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's the, he's the, I was wondering who the fuck's this arbiter? The well, arbiter? if you were on the podcast once in a while, you'd know. Yeah, sure. Show yeah, up. Man. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Greg, uh, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I think even Scott was, on. um, yeah, <laughs> he was talking about it. We're only <laughs> talking about Joe, Scott and Mike. Once you're out of the playoffs, once you're not playing, then you cannot pick players up until next season. Is that correct? I don't know. I, I believe that is the case. Once your team has stopped, then you are no longer. No, we had no, we had we had pickups that were going on, uh, and and Chris said that was okay. He did. Yes. After really okay. Then it's weird because then you're given an, an, a distinct advantage to playoff teams to make moves after six other teams are locked out, and that's weird. Well, you right, see, right. and this is, and and I'll be a hundred percent transparent. And and when all of this went was first discussed, you know, back years ago, whatever. And again, I don't have the greatest fucking memory. And that's why I thought once you stopped playing, you were no longer able to pick people up because it, it was done on the logic that you don't need to pick players up anymore. Only the teams that are still playing would need to pick players up and they'd be picking players up with the idea of utilizing them because they're still playing. So again, never written, never, it was that assumed <laughs> unwritten situation, but that was the mindset of the thought process back then at the time. With that in mind, what I'm talking about doing is almost manipulating that mindset, too, because I'm not talking about picking guys up to use against Joe. I'm talking about young guys that'll probably go in the draft at some point next year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Jumping on it early because I went all season with less players than you guys and held the extra staffs and so on and so forth. What was that? Oh, yeah. That's... I guess that's a whine from Joe. <laughs> if I if I if I put in a re- request to pick up JJ Hardy and and you don't do anything with it, Tim as commissioner, it just sits in that queue uh, unapproved by the commissioner. And then Joe submits to pick up JJ Hardy on Tuesday. When you get to it on Wednesday, wouldn't I have? Wouldn't I be first? Wouldn't like my place in line be safe? If somebody questions that, it, it all of a sudden looks like you're doing something behind everybody's back. Or we could look at the other way around and say. Let him drop his staff. If one of those guys picks him up, that's too bad for the other guy. If they both pick him up, then they can bid for it. Dude, I would, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, again, it's those unwritten rules that I don't think there's anything illegal about that, but I would be royally pissed if I was on the the losing end of the World Series because my opponent. So outbid him. I would just be bummed out. But if, yeah, well, I understand that completely, and and there's no good way around it. The problem is you're, you're playing in a league with some fairly intelligent people that are going to find ways to try and get an edge on everybody else, and Jack just happened to find a great way to do it. 
And I don't know that you can legislate it out in a fair way. I think I think Tim sending a, a commissioner statement that any transactions mm. prior, except for the guys competing in the World Series, will be all approved on the, th- the last Thursday of the season. And, you know, in, in that case, the order in which you put a claim in for somebody will take precedence. Listen, listen you're, you're talking about the last guy that's ever going to want to be a tyrant in Tim. He doesn't want to make... No, but what's unfair about that? It, it's, I'm saying that you put your name in. I put in for J.J. Hardy today, you know, so I was first to him. Yeah, Joe, it sucks you wanted him too, but you waited till Wednesday. Now Tim's approving all these things on Thursday. I was first. There's nothing no, but unfair the, about the, that. The rule and Tim's is not we, choosing. If if two people tag him before that deadline, they have to bid on it. Oh, is that the rule? Okay. Yes. I, thought, I thought it was the person who put in first. Okay. No, that's why. That was my question. No, what I'm saying is I have three staffs where okay. Tim has one. But you chose to have three staffs. I understand. Somebody else from Gettner. So I thought about this at the beginning of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The reason I didn't do it then is because I didn't want Scott to pick up the staff and use it against me. Right. So obviously at that point I was like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just wait and do it at the end when it doesn't matter. Of course, I thought I was going to do it at the end of the world series. <laughs> when I was winning. So now the scenario, you know, presented itself. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot blah, blah, blah. But then once I started thinking about it, I was, then all this came into mind. And the fact that again, I don't want to be one to, to affect, you know, what's already going on either. So it's it's not that big of a deal. The fact is that it probably won't. I just want to, you know, uh, now, especially now, I guess that it's out there, um, you know, we should probably set it now. And, and I don't do anything at the very least. I would expect the six people that may or may not listen to this to be trying to figure out who the guys are that I'm talking about. But um, they're not that good. It's not that big of a deal. Probably spent more time on this for the, the situation than we should, than we need to. You're not the only, I mean, this is a great idea, Jack, and, and this is going to be put out this week. And, you know, and if the other league owners uh, are list, listen to the podcast, you know, what's to stop, maybe not the same players that you want, Jack, but what's to stop Pops from dropping one of his two staffs and picking yeah. up somebody and maybe the staff that he drops is appealing to Mikey or Scotty. We used to have a rule that you had to have two staffs. At one time back in the day, you had to have two staffs. And then we Whoops. changed that and and created the situation where, hey, if you want to run with one, run with one. If you want to load up, load up. But you're going to be you know, I think penalized here. Maximum of three, right? I think we said maximum of three. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, because I mean, Jack is still actively playing this week with Joe, so I mean, if he's you know, soft playing it, it. He, he's justified in making roster moves. Correct. Even though these roster moves aren't for this year, right? He's being honest about it, right. um, you know, it's justified. That's a tough There's one. no doubt about it because I'm still playing, but but I'm just being honest. Yeah. If I was to do it, it's not to make my roster better. I don't nah, see yeah. that happening necessarily. I'm... So, is it possible? to set it up where we can expand the, the the bench by two spots after a certain point in the year kind of like the no we the actually we did it the opposite and the reason we did that was to create interest and value in the following year's player draft and pitching yeah. draft and and the right. player draft so again uh, we've intentionally developed the rules to allow people to ascend more quickly into the playoffs so we are we definitely have set the game up in such a way that the advantage typically should go to a team that did not make the playoffs the previous year without enabling them. And so what we think, Oh, go ahead, Jack. 
I'm sorry, dude. So, so essentially what I'm talking about doing is breaking that unwritten rule, not breaking it, but, but that is what, what I'm talking about doing is, is thinning the player pool for the draft next year. That's my goal. It's not again, Jason worth to try to beat, you know, him with the 30 some year old guy. I'm talking about, you know, 20 some year old kids that, that do have some potential. Fundamentally what you built your team for was to win the world series. You no longer winning the world series. Suddenly your team needs to change and change quickly for you to be competitive next year. Uh, um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I might be okay for, but yeah, it's competitive, but yes, my mindset. Sorry, uh, what I mean is correct. that you needed to get younger. Yeah. No, no, no. My mindset changed. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. And I have these spots on my team that were specifically for a world series run that have zero fucking value to me now. Um, the Cubs and other the Cubs and Boston were both better than the Dodgers. Yeah, the, the one suggestion I would say is if you do have a player or two that you want to drop or that you would be fine with dropping or plan on dropping, then I would say go do it. Just go do it because that we've been doing that so far in the playoffs. It's the pitching staff that is funky, and I just think I, I, I just think we need to think through it because it, it's, it is material in this World Series. The other part of this is that now <laughs> this strategy is now open for everybody mm-hmm. because right. you exactly. know, Jack articulated it. So if you don't have players that you want to drop, then I would say at this point, do what Greg says, make your submissions. I will not execute the pitching staff ones until what? I guess it's literally 12.01 a.m. on Sunday night. Uh, of the start of the final World Series game, I'm not gonna do anything at, at this point. Um, what, what, whatever, we can talk about it further. We can again add it to the list of things that we need to discuss in the off season during our winter talks. So we'll, uh, so Jack and I will connect tomorrow, and we will kind of exchange notes on things we need to tighten up, and then I'll take a first pass at it. And then we can kind of, uh, at least we can get the commissioner crew together. And, and Greg, if you want to participate, you're certainly welcome yeah. as a representative of the general player population. Well, the unwashed masses. He won't show Thanks. up. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brutal, brutal. That was far more interesting than I thought it was when you first mentioned it. That that when you start to unpack that, thank you. I really appreciate you bringing that. Um, I do need to get some more caffeine, so why don't we take a short little break here? We'll come back and we'll. Um, yes. Yeah, we'll. <laughs> we'll come back yeah, he and definitely we'll, needs more caffeine. <laughs> we'll come back and we'll talk some more. Yee-hee. I'll be right back, boys.
Okay, Bakers, welcome back. If you're still awake after that last conversation, <laughs> we'd like to um, maybe go in a little different direction. And, Greg, I know that you had uh, lived in uh, southern Arizona at one point and had some interesting uh, dealings down there. So I'll go ahead and hand the microphone over to you and let you take it away. Sure. Well, you know, one of the things um, uh, for listeners, I, I've recently had the pleasure of having my teenage daughter come to live with me, and that's been a great experience. And, yeah. um, you know, one of the things that she's become interested in, and I wanted to ask you guys your opinion on, uh, you know, we've covered some obscure sports with our um, cornhole, uh, whole whole branch of our cornhole discussion, but my daughter's gotten interested in roller derby. Part of the biggest allure of, of roller derby is you get to pick a, a kick-ass, badass name. And so I certainly would be interested in hearing your guys' opinion on any potential names. And I will tell you that I have some pre- previous roller derby experience in that when I lived in Tucson, I dated, she, she styled herself as a professional athlete, which I always chuckled at. And I'll probably get shit about because she does listen to this podcast. But she always styled herself as a former professional athlete. And I was like, whoa, really? You're a professional athlete? It's like, oh, yeah, I did a roller derby. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but she was a member of the Tucson Truck Stop Waitresses. Nice. <laughs> so uh, she, she, she was uh, the real deal. Um, she, I mean, it was, it, she was a legitimate professional athlete, I guess you'd say. Uh, and um, I don't know if I should give her name, but... All the girls on our we, we can do on- we can do just we can do first names. We just don't do last names. So if you want to give a first name and you think she'd be all right, well, or, I mean, I, I would I would give her roller derby name. That's perfect. Which yeah. would be well, but she'd be ident- pretty clearly oh, identified. Oh, oh okay. No, yeah. and and she's probably if she does listen to this particular episode, she's probably going to be so pissed at me because I'm I'm being less than. Um, What's she going to do, break up with you? No, that's true. Yeah, uh, She's done that once. She can do it again. Oh, I, break uh, you. you know what? Let's, fuck it. Let's go all in. Let me tell you about how she how we broke up. <laughs> At this point, I guess it doesn't really matter. That's true. Anything for ratings. Uh, <laughs> well, that, yeah, maybe okay. we ought to think about this. Maybe we can't afford to lose another listener. That's true. No, um, we're actually going up. I, you know, oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Actually, so since go. Greg has not been on the episodes, we need to go up further. So, oh, no. Oh, man, oh, you guys are rough. You guys are rough. Um, okay, so, uh, yeah, she was a member of the Tucson Truck Stop Waitresses, and her name uh, was Sunny Side Up. And uh, you can look her up on Instagram. She has an Instagram account, Sunny Side Up. Yes, and so, yes. obviously... She's a very uh, bubbly, friendly gal, and, and that uh, seemed to, to fit her personality. Until she straps the skates on, right? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, she was, you know, uh, but she even then, you know, there was there was the show and there was the actual sport part of it. She was known for a, a more friendly, positive attitude. She was one of the good guys versus the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the villain characters gotcha so like a like a greg type versus like a villain like jack obviously and so uh yeah sunny side up uh tucson truck stop waitresses and she was legit it was kind of fun um you know again her her promoting herself as a former professional athlete uh that was a little annoying aside uh we would walk around tucson and people would recognize her and be like oh my gosh you're sunny side up and i was like wow that's cool 
I'm dating a former professional athlete. (laughs) (laughs) So you're a groupie. But no, I was clearly not because I was like, what? What do you mean you're a professional athlete? What did you know? Okay. So, okay. So since we're, since I'm just. We should actually have her on an interviewer because she was a professional athlete. I don't think so. Wait till you hear this next story. You probably, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm totally burning the bridge with this young lady. Just, I mean, I'm just counting the time. Joe, how long till Greg texts me after this is done? Hey, Mm -hmm. do me a solid and cut that out of the story. Edit. Edit. I'm not worried about it. Nah, I'm not worried about it. Uh, I give it overnight. Nah, shit. Nah, nah, fuck that. Things, you know, I I don't live anywhere near Tucson anymore. And uh, that's, it's it's all with my rear view mirror. Although I had maintained, no, we had maintained or we had reestablished, let's should say, a, uh, a friendly relationship because we certainly hadn't maintained a friendly relationship. So, you know, guys, you you guys who know me know what a coward I am at the very core of my being. And so the best thing to me about texting or one of the nice things about texting is that uh, it's a great medium for breaking up with people. <laughs> I'm looking at Tim. Tim's having a conniption. <laughs> you know, when something's just not working and it's not, you know, it's it's like Dave Mason said, there are no good guys. There's no bad guys. It's just you and me. And we just disagree. When you get to that point in a relationship, it's just time to end it. I'm not a believer in, hey, let's get together, you know, take each other's inventories uh, and, and, you know, let me try to justify when I want to break, why I want to break up with you. I mean, the fact of the matter is, whatever reasons I have, whether they're good reasons or they're bad reasons, they're my reasons. And so you just got to respect it. What's the point of of creating an awkward situation? So long story short, I usually text in those situations. I think it's, uh, you know, the decent (laughs) thing to do. (laughs) So anyway. Very thoughtful. Yeah, it is. I know. So uh, in this particular case, she's sunny side up, lovely gal. Uh, if you're listening, uh, I won't say your real name, but you are an amazing girl, and I wish you nothing but the best. But, you know, things weren't working out. We were close, but not quite there. And so we broke up. And maybe, all kidding aside, uh, to my discredit, I did it via text and said, you know, I really don't, I don't really have any desire to get together Uh, And for you to like pull from me the reason that I didn't want to see you anymore. Yeah, I could do that. But, you know, I mean, I'm just going to ultimately hurt your feelings and or I'm going to, you know, tell half truth. So just trust me that I don't think we should see each other anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And so, uh, you know, surprisingly, she took it fairly well, uh, as far as I could tell. Uh, But then what what did you do? Your shits out front, smiley face emoji. <laughs> oh, dude, very close to the truth. <laughs> very, actually, very close to the truth. No, um, so you know, uh, a couple of days passed, uh, maybe a week or two passed, and I was like, "Wow, I'm in the clear. This is gonna go painlessly," which is which is great. And then all of a sudden, uh, I get on a text alert one day, and you know, you 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 know, just. I open it up and I, you can immediately see there are pictures and it is like a fucking novel length text backtracking a little. This is a uh, boy. This is really, <laughs> this is going to really uh, set me up for my, my, my endeavors to date here. Uh, one, one of the things that I, <laughs> one of my things, I guess is, 
you know, you guys know what a passionate, loyal sports fan I am. I, I if ladies, I, if, we'll give you the number to call in <laughs> as soon as he's finished. <laughs> you know, if if I'm not um, if I'm not dating somebody who who has pre-established team loyalties, which if they did, I would absolutely respect that. But if they don't, I'm going to uh, I'm going to attire them in uh, Pittsburgh Steeler gear, Penguin gear, Pirate gear, Penn State gear. If, if at all possible, if, if the young lady's open to it, and I'm respectful, I don't certainly make girls dress in these outfits, but, but if they're interested... Go green jersey. Yeah, yeah. But if, but if they, they express interest, I'd say, hey, you know, I could get you a, a, a little Steeler jersey if you'd like. And, and in this case, Sonny was amenable to that, and I was all too happy to get her some Steeler attire. Back to the story. Uh, I get this these photos in this novel-length text. This is interesting because she clearly thought that I had a love of the Steelers that was on par with my love of America or something like that, you know, because she incorrectly, as it turns out, assumed that um, to desecrate anything that was Steeler-related, I would put it on a, on a level with desecrating, like, the U.S. flag or something like that. Because the pictures that she sent were the little Steeler shirts that I'd gotten her uh, laid out on her on the her back patio, and she apparently had collected the the fecal matter of her our little <laughs> cute little dogs for several days, several days, and, and it was like my the little Steeler jersey and T-shirts that I'd bought her, you know. But these this one maybe it's just the one T-shirt. I think she probably kept the other jersey because she did look pretty cute in it. See, I'm not all bad. <laughs> the, these jerseys were covered covered in shit. And, and, and then there was this uh, lengthy text message, you know, uh, again, taking my inventory and telling me what a, what a jerk I am and how emotionally shallow I am and all, all, my, all the manner of unpleasant things. Here's what I think of your Steelers or something to that effect. And you're just lucky that I didn't leave this outside your door. And I was like, whoa, I was pretty shaken by it. But actually, I, I was pretty flattered by it as well to inspire such uh, <laughs> such a visceral reaction. I was like, man, uh, really, I really, really rock this girl's world, you know. But um, and so I was like, well, okay, uh, good decision on your part, Greg, uh, ending that relationship. Um, clearly, you know, uh, not a meeting of the minds. But then, you know, time heals all wounds, and. Uh, we began goddamn social media. We began, uh, uh, we, we regained contact, uh, as it were. But, um, you know, which I'm sure sure will soon end <laughs> as a result of this segment. Um, but she what this has to do with... Steelers jersey? Yeah, exactly. What this has to do with roller derby, really not much, I guess, you know, other than, yeah, I dated a former professional athlete too, so... Well, Sonny, if you're listening, we know there's another side of this story. We'd love to get it. Um, so, you know, if you do want to come Absolutely. on, yes, yes. Uh, just direct message me through the app and, uh, we will, uh, we'll make sure we give you a voice to this and, uh, we love Greg and we love this story and, uh, you probably have a good side of it too. Oh, can I tell you something else? And in, in this, if we're still recording, I don't know if you could mix this in or not, but so I did listen to the other episodes, of course. And, uh, and it's so interesting. This is another Greg romance story about to come down. So I had a girlfriend when I lived in New Jersey. 
and uh great girl <laughs> great girl <laughs> and so uh after i left new jersey which was before tucson i ended up going back to new jersey for to hang out in hoboken with some friends for a weekend so anyway so this girl named stephanie and she's awesome you know she is somebody i would date if we didn't live halfway across the, or all the way across the country from each other but we dated briefly then i moved to tucson so we broke up because of that and then i then I saw her when I was in Jersey and then I went and hung out with her again. And, you know, and she and I are cool. And, um, I put, I put pictures of us on Facebook, the two of us on Facebook and I'm getting there guys. Sorry. And one of the, uh, the, the people who commented on the pictures, he looks so, it was one of her friends. And I was like, who the fuck is that guy? He looks so familiar. And he, he, po- he like, we had posted 20 or so pictures of us over the course of a couple of visits. And this guy was all over them, you know, like posting like, oh, you guys look, having, we're having a great time. And, and every time I look at this guy's profile picture, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? He looks so familiar to me. So he's friends with Stephanie and he happens to be the actor who played the Chulies Gum representative on Clerks. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. He's, uh, he's that, um. He's a, like a, a musician, right? In yeah, Jersey. Yeah, his name's like Scott something yeah, or other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's friends with my old girlfriend from Jersey, and he was like commenting all over our pictures and stuff. <laughs> we should interview him. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, that would require me calling Stephanie, and I haven't talked to her in a while, so so it ain't going to happen, boys. Now, now, face-to-face breakup, or did you just disappear? Did you just move across the country? Uh, I, I mean, he, no. He I mean, Twitter. So, <laughs> no, so I, I moved to Tucson and then I went to New York and we got together, we hung out. Uh, and then I came back to Portland and then I flew out for a visit with her. Actually, I flew out the weekend that Penn State beat Ohio State last year. That was a great weekend. And so I hung out with her and we talked about like, you know, we still had feelings and we talked about like a long distance thing. But ultimately, I think we both know that it just couldn't work. So we were still friends on Facebook. Uh, when my parents passed, she sent me kind notes. I'll comment on her stuff. She'll comment on my thing. We never really said, okay, you know, yeah, this isn't going to happen. We never really said that, but I think we both know, it, you know, obviously. So, so there's no, I mean, there's no animosity. I could, I could, if you wanted me to ask her, if I could, if I, I could reach out to the dude. You do work it though, man. You've been trying. I know that I, I do see that, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's it's. It, I threw that in there specifically. I didn't know if you'd seen Clerks or not, or any connection. Oh, but oh. Jack and I built. Really, it was the first kind of brick in our relationship. Was was Clerks, um, right? Wasn't it? No. Uh, um, no, 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 no. Uh, the first thing we. Was, it was uh, the Brad Pitt was a stoner in the movie. What was it? Um, oh, uh, True uh, Romance. True, True Romance. Romance. That's what we talked yeah. about. I think and the, that book. Um, Battle Royale. Oh, I thought you meant the Holy Bible. <laughs> no. Well, it's a, it's a, it is biblical in a certain sense. It's have you ever read Battle Royale? Do you know what? Nah. I mean? uh-huh. Oh my God, Joe, you have you read it? I think I recommended it. Hell yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's it's basically it's a good Hunger Games. <laughs> it, it, it's it's a, yeah, it's twisted. No, it was before like, that. Yeah. Was, they made a movie too. I, they I did. Seen... It's it's hyper violent. Obviously, the book was, yeah, but the yeah. uh, I, I, it's a book that I read what twenty plus years ago that I still think about at least once a month. Like it's just that. Re- mm. it, it, yeah, it's 
and and maybe not for a great reason. Um, it's not a feel good. It's just not a uh, a love story uh, per se. Yeah. But um, yeah, you're reading a, a DFW. Hmm? Did you say David Foster Wallace? No, I'm reading uh, the book you recommended the the Gary Scheingart book or whatever is how you should Oh, absurd. Russian debutante handbook. Reading um, a super sad. No, the Russian debutante's handbook. Uh, no, what am I reading? Uh, you should read Super Sad uh, True Love Story. Yeah, that's what I'm reading. That's yeah. what I'm reading. Super Sad True Love Story. That's awesome. Oh, that's right. That's right. You talked yeah. about that. That's awesome yeah, yeah. that you're reading it. Yeah. Um, that's another disturbing book, but it's a good one. Honestly, speaking of girlfriends, I, this, is a, this is an honest question. And, and Greg, I know you're not currently married, but when you were married, I, 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 want, I, to, I wonder what you think about Joe and if you'd call him a baller for basically traveling cross-country with his wife's single friend. Like, he did not go on vacation with his wife. He went on vacation with his wife's single friend. Is that ball yes. or is that Yeah, that bad? is. And, and, and I'm, I, you know, I, I met Joe in person just briefly, and I was like, oh, where's your wife? And he, and he explained the situation, and I thought to myself, hmm, that's interesting. Anyway, <laughs> I, I did say that. I was like, wow. wow. That's, boy, that's, that's Joe. I, yeah, I didn't know. My Mormon? I didn't know. Huh. <laughs> like, like, holy shit, that's baller. You just hop on a plane across the country. With your wife's good friend who's single. All right. Cool. Yeah, that is. It really that, that is. doesn't happen to you guys? No. Well. No. no I don't no. have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. Oh, God. Jesus. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Um, Just, you know, any last parting shots at Scotty? Just, I, you know, and, and if this, you know, I just want you to know. What Scotty's saying, if that kind of gets you primed up a little more, if we want to say something to Scotty or not. But um, he said, we are all jerks for working him over, but I did win the playoff round with almost non-existing pinching, pitching, exclamation point, <laughs> hashtag laughing last. It would have been better if it was pinching, not pinching. <laughs> <laughs> there was very little pinching as well. So. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm definitely not on top of my game tonight. But... um. Yes, so so thrilled, and you are all I, I, um Yeah, obviously he has, um, you know, graduated above and beyond us peasants, and doesn't have the the time to come on and talk about his tremendous success. Um, I'm sure he's hanging out with much more important people, talking about <laughs> plans for the for the his championship run, and um, you know, I I um. Um, I just appreciate the fact that he allowed me to lose to him before he decided to blow us all the fuck off. Scotty Swagger, he's hanging out in Huntington Beach right now, you know, uh, I guess with all the uh, pretty people. Uh, maybe we'll get Scotty and Mikey on next week to hear about them uh, break down their series and how the first week went. Uh, Greg, Jack, Joe, I'm glad we're all back together. It was great talking to you. And, um, you know, boys, I, I really appreciate it and, and, and love doing this. So, uh, Bockers, have yourself a good night, and we'll talk to you next week. Congrats, Later, Mike, guys. Scott. Congrats, guys. Good luck. Good luck, you too. Uh, and it's nice when the podcast ends at 8.15 instead of 12.15. <laughs> yeah, Tammy's challenging us to a game of cornhole, so let's oh, go shit. kick her. <laughs> that was fun, guys. Is that why Joe, Joe came up there to be the fucking official referee? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to damn well establish where the line is. Uh, just so you know, I, I, I cr-
crushed them all last night at darts. So, and it was he, legitimately he, laid out appropriately. Any any toe fouls? No toe fouls, man. I dug in like it looked like I was towing the rubber. Nice. He did well. All right, all right, boys. We'll talk Peace to you out. later. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
Yeah, she had a bad moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was dating you. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. 